0: Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am today's host, Bryant Corgan, and I am joined by the diabetic dynamo himself, Andrew Dobius. How are hey, you doing dude. today, Andrew? That's, that's a good intro. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to uh, practice my hosting skills for today. Uh, I do want to remind everybody, Brendan is not here today. He is suffering from, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a clever joke, but nothing loss came to mind. Of, loss of wisdom. You are on fire today. Yep, loss of wisdom. Brendan got his wisdom teeth taken out, so you are stuck with me today as your host. Uh, So, you know, let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. Football's back!
1: Oh, man. It felt great watching the game last night. Oh, it just makes me more excited for this weekend.
0: Yeah, it was like Christmas. I could barely sleep the night before. (laughs) Granted, the game was not much of a present. Uh, However... I'm stoked. I'm really excited for Sunday, and I got even more excited for Sunday after a very, very sad Thursday night football game. Yeah, uh, you know, let's just go into the Packer Bear recap. Let's do what, it. <laughs> what were your initial thoughts? Um, it it wasn't the best
1: opening <laughs> opening uh game of the season. I mean, it was a very highly defensive game. Nine punts for the Packers, eight punts for the Bears. It was exciting at the beginning, but then it kind of <laughs> just... Second half was kind of hard to watch, honestly. There's a lot of rust on the team still.
0: It was exciting for the first drive of each team. Yeah. And after that, uh, everybody just collectively let out a loud sigh. <sighs>
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I felt watching the game. You said you couldn't sleep the night before, but you might have been able to sleep
0: during the game. Yeah, I went to bed a little early that night. No, I I was excited. So, I mean, as a Packer fan, obviously that was the outcome I wanted. Um, But, I mean, as far as fantasy football analysis, you know, let's go to the Packer side. Yeah. You know, the offense was not nearly as high profile as I was expecting. Uh, Obviously, I think a big part of that is the Bears' defense. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play at all in the preseason. And he's completely new coach, new system. So I think it took a little bit to get the rust off. And you saw right before the end of the second half, he was starting to move yeah, a yeah. little bit better. That looking down drive the field was more. Yeah, was no, know. It was fun. exciting. That
1: was fun to watch. That was the most exciting part of the game.
0: Yeah, after the first drive, I was pretty worried because I'm pretty heavily invested in the Packers this year. But, no, even after the game, wasn't... Quite the explosion of offensive production I was hoping for, but I'm optimistic. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers scored 14 points in fantasy football. Could be better, but also could be worse. I mean, the the Bears are the returning defensive champs, so yeah. I mean, it's a great defense. Like I said, could have been better, could have been worse. Devontae Adams kind of had a pooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great. Not. Uh, it's hard because it there were literally points in the game where you could see Devontae laughing because he was getting triple teamed and the camera kind of zoomed in. There was a split second where it zoomed in on him. I I noticed that too. Yeah. He was just laughing, shaking his head. He was triple teamed. Um, So I don't expect that to be the case all season long. He had a down game, but I think he's still locked in as a top three wide receiver.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't lose your mind over the lack of points that, that Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones got this week. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's against the Bears' defense. They The Bears' defense did really good. They got five sacks, and they limited the Packers' run game to 2.1 yards of carry. You know, Aaron Jones is not going to be limited to 2.1 yards every game. I, right, Shippard yeah. kind of freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's not jump ship yet. All right, they're still going to be great.
0: Oh, and that's, I mean, honestly, the Bears are probably their hardest matchup all year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact that it was week one, it's just unfortunate i think better better games are ahead for all the options uh, a question i had for you is you know jimmy graham uh he was kind of left for dead in the fantasy football community this year yeah uh, he shows up with about 30 yards and a touchdown you know is this something that you think will be con- will continue or do you think it's just an outlier
1: i i wouldn't jump on the jimmy graham bandwagon yet uh, I think the reason why Jimmy Graham was so open was because, like you said, they're triple teaming Adams. You know, I I would—he's definitely a player that you should keep an eye on, especially if you don't have a top-tier tight end and you're, you know, looking to to stream tight ends. Someone you should keep an eye on, but I wouldn't pick him up right now. I, I'm I'm gonna wait a couple weeks, see how he plays, see if he's consistent, and if he's gonna be involved in the offense throughout the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's an interesting option. Uh, He's so touchdown dependent, which outside of the Elite Five tight ends, every single one of them are going to be touchdown dependent. So Jimmy Graham's no different. I think he'll have games where he's perfectly fine, but I think he's going to have a lot more stinkers than the positive games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, someone I was really looking for and paying attention to was the whole MVS uh, Geronimo Allison fight. Mm -hmm. You know, going into the season, that... Yeah, that's what everybody was talking about was, is it going to be Allison or is it going to be Marquez, Vantez, Scantling? Um, wow, that I don't, that was a pretty loud explanation as far yeah. as, you know, targets, you know, MVS looked, looked good. They were incorporating him obviously in the, in the passing game, but they kept trying to do wide receiver sets where he'd be running. So they really tried to incorporate him in, in a bunch of different ways, which I appreciated. I think MVS is the better athlete than Geronimo. Geronimo didn't get a target. He, yeah. Big fat he didn't goose get a egg. catch. Oh, huge goose egg! So obviously, it's one game. You don't want to get too excited. But if you were one of those people that were rostering both of them, you know, it looks like MVS is the way to go. You don't yeah. want to overreact too much, but MVS looks locked in as a wide receiver too for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it,
1: the Allison's a little concerning after watching last night's game.
0: Oh, he's <laughs> a lot concerning.
1: Uh, yeah. MVS went for uh, four receptions, 52 yards, and obviously the big play, that deep ball for 47 yards, which led to the touchdown. Uh, MVS looked pretty good out there. I think if he's still a free agent, that's another guy I'm keeping an eye on because Aaron Rodgers looked like he wanted to throw the ball to MVS a lot, especially if people are double covering and triple covering Adams.
0: Yeah, and if he's still on waivers, make sure you pick him up. I mean, I... I think this is just the start. Truly, that's going to be the hardest defense he's going up against. I think the sky's the limit. Once Rodgers is waking up in a good matchup, uh, that's going to be a huge performer. Historically, the number two receiver for the Packers has been a, a really high fantasy football performer. So if he's on if he's in waivers, don't just keep an eye on him. Take him. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be a difference maker. Uh, going into the Bears, yep. I oh that I'll <laughs> say. There's a lot to say about this team. Yeah, man. Defense, very impressive. Very good. Cleo Max a monster. Yep. Um, If you drafted the Bears, pretty good day for you. That's that's what you were drafting them to do. I was pretty skeptical of the Bears being able to repeat being as effective as they were, especially with the new defensive coach, Chuck Pagano. Uh, But no, they still look great. Um, I think that's one of the only highlights of the Bears. Yeah, um,
1: there, there's yeah. a couple
0: more players that I enjoyed watching.
1: Um, Alan yeah, Robinson. yeah, there's one more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. Allen Robinson, uh, seven receptions for 102 yards. He definitely looked like the best player on the Bears last night. Uh, I, I think he's a great option for those of you who picked him up. I was a little concerned about him going into this year. Uh, I was a little skeptical. I thought Anthony Miller would be kind of, stepping his game up, but Allen Robinson was really good. I had a lot of fun watching Allen Robinson last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, so he's really undervalued right now if he continues this up. Uh, do you think he's going to, you know, how do you see him ending this season?
1: I, I mean, he's. I see him as the definite wide receiver one. Uh, it, for the Bears. For the Bears, yes. Not, not in fantasy football. Not yeah. in fantasy, definitely <laughs> not. Because that would be a hot take. I mean, I, I really like him. The issue is who's throwing to him. I like Trubisky, and I hope he does good, but last night was not a good performance for him at all.
0: Yeah, no, he, he looked bad. Um, I really can't sugarcoat it. I do like the rushing attempts. You know, he had, he had a couple of rushing attempts. Um, but no, he just seemed, seemed discombobulated uh, there were a bunch of very strange plays that yeah. the coach was running. It seemed like their head coach thought he was smarter than everybody else. And he, it just seemed like he was trying to out coach by being too clever. And obviously, it did not work. Um, you know, everybody just seemed off their game. And I think one of the most bizarre things to come out of this game is the way that they utilized their running backs. You know, they really split yeah. the three running backs Cohen, who was essentially a wide receiver in this game. -hmm. Uh Montgomery, who rookie, first first taste of NFL action. Uh and who was the other one? Mike Davis? Mike Davis. Yeah. Mike Davis.
1: Uh, I did not see that coming, I'm gonna be honest.
0: Yeah, and there are some people in the industry who were kind of joking, like, oh, I'm sure the first person out there tonight's gonna be Mike Davis. Wasn't the first person out, but he was the (laughs) second. He was close, yeah. (laughs) He played a shocking amount of time in the game. Uh I think that they're trying to ease Montgomery into mm-hmm. the NFL. I think they're afraid of burning him out. They want him to earn it. Uh, but I, I do have high hopes for Montgomery. He yeah. looked really good, really explosive, and he seemed to have good vision. So if you're if you're terrified of what happened yesterday, you no, know, hang tight. It's week one. Don't overreact. This could be one of those cases where if you drop him now, you would kick Take yourself because. Oh, you might have, you know, a top 12 running back by the end of the season. Yeah. So hang tight. He's a rookie. He needs time to prove himself. I do expect him to, sh- to share it with Cohen quite a bit because Cohen, he looked good. He's such a good pass catcher. He did, and he's... He
1: did drop a, a ball and, and fumbled another though. You know, that was first the first play, play of the game. game. Yeah. Got a little you know, too excited. Dropped the ball. Yeah.
0: Not a great look, but he still has a trust of the coach. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. I did not like how that mm-hmm. turned out. I'm going to hope Matt Nagy, you know, really over, really analyzes how he used those and go back to the sensible option of running more Montgomery. Uh, I am concerned about the Bears' offense. A lot yeah. of people, you know, Brendan included, were expecting the Bears to be Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to say it's impossible, but oh god, you need at least a little bit of an offense to make it that far. So I would be yeah. concerned, uh, Trubitsky... You know, I, uh, second year in the system, not looking very sharp. Mm-mm. There is reason to be concerned. Yeah,
1: I'm really hoping he can just brush off some of that dust and, you know, start performing a little better, performing to the player that we expect him to be uh, or that we hope he can be. Uh, but yeah, back to the running backs. That was the main thing that I was looking forward to, uh, during this game to see what the Bears are going to do. Uh, Tariq Cohen played 70% of the snaps, Mike Davis, 56. David Montgomery, only 38% of the snaps. That was the most disappointing part about that game for me. Because in my opinion, Montgomery looked like the best running back out there. I liked him. Oh better. yeah, clearly. I liked him better. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. He's the best option. He only played 38% of the snaps, which is ridiculous to me. They, like you said, they need to include him more. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had Cordero Patterson running.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah,
0: As a Viking I fan, you know yet. all about that.
1: Yeah, I, we know all about failed wide receivers that we drafted.
0: Yeah, well, let's wrap up this game. Yeah, uh, do I do want to say one final thing. Things are as they should be in the in the NFL. Packers are number one. Wow. Uh, let's recap That's some news okay. around the NFL. Well, we can't, we can't uh, lose <laughs> it like that, You're Andrew. Ready? I'd like you to discuss your Antonio Brown news. I yeah. am not. I I'm trying to avoid it because I, I just don't care. It's so stupid. So I'll let you talk about the drama. You know, explain to our listeners how you view Antonio Brown in the situation.
1: Yeah, well, as someone who owns Antonio Brown this season, I was really worried about the news two days ago <laughs> hearing that Yeah, hearing that it could be sus- – well, I got a good value on him. All right, I got him third round. But I was really worried. Uh, the Raiders didn't. The- <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he – He got into a little argument with uh, Raiders GM uh, Mike Mayock. Uh, Antonio Brown called him a cracker, uh, which I I kind of laugh at. Uh, Threatened to punch him in the face, and then he punted a football and yelled, "Find me!"
0: Classic high. That's
1: that's ridiculous. That is insane.
0: I I will say I've done that at every job I've ever worked at. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Okay.
1: So it's, it's nothing, (laughs) nothing new for you. That's why this isn't, it's big of a shocker. Uh, But, you know, there was news. He, he wouldn't play. He could be suspended. They can void his contract that 30 plus million dollars guaranteed gone. You know, no longer a Raider. There's speculations that he'd go to the New England Patriots. It, it was the weirdest day ever. And then we learned today, he apologized to the team in front of the locker room. Everything seems to be going better. Doesn't seem like it's going to be suspended. And it looks like he's going to play week one. I mean, what a roller coaster of events that just happened.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to ask you straight up. Yeah. Are you buying or are you selling your shares in Antonio Brown?
1: Oh, man. I, I'm i going to say buy. I'm going to buy him. I think I think that that the uh, the suspension and the you know potentially voiding his contract hopefully scared him a little bit and hopefully made him realize that he should just shut up and play football because that's what he's best at. I think yeah. he wants to play.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are afraid of uh, what's going on right now. Uh, you know, I've had a couple people text me asking me for my opinion on Antonio Brown. And, you know, I'm kind of saying the same thing. You know, if you drafted him, yeah, hold on to him. You really don't know how it's going to turn out. Even if he does get cut, he'll be picked up somewhere else. So don't cut him. Yeah. You know, If somebody offers you a trade, you know, it certainly depends on the player. So is there, you know, what kind of range of players would you trade Antonio Brown for?
1: It's got to be at the same level or just a little lower. I mean, what about Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett. I would say no. I would you say, no, say no Okay. I would say no to that trade. Uh I've I've received a couple ridiculous trade offers like Devin Singletary for Antonio Brown, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever <laughs> yeah, received in my that life. Good. Uh I would do someone just a little higher than Tyler Lockett. Uh I would go with someone like a Robert Woods. Um mm. even Cooper Cup, maybe that's something you think about. Uh, but Antonio Brown, I, I think he's going to play based on no Mm -hmm. evidence at all, but sure. You know, it just, just the fact that he could play if he does, he's going to be great. I mean, he is one of the best wide receivers in the game and hopefully he has a good connection with Derek Carr and he can make things happen if he plays.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. He's obviously an incredibly talented player and hopefully he got his head on straight teams all you know getting back together the captains stood behind him literally and figuratively i'm gonna hope antonio brown figures it out and if he plays i think he'll be great yep um you know let's go right into the matchups we're just gonna Mm -hmm. go team by team we're gonna analyze some of the players involved and some of the themes uh and we'll each pick a winner so starting out uh, i do want to explain projecting week one is the hardest week of the nfl season to predict. very difficult a lot has changed for a lot of these teams and players. You know, there are different places, different coaching staffs, different situations. So we're just going to do our best kind of using the data and, you know, what we saw last season going to this season. And obviously there's gonna be a lot of creative Liberty with how we do this. Uh, But be patient with us as the season goes, we'll get smarter, smarter, better, more effective. A lot of the things Uh, we have
1: to talk mm -hmm. about is going to be just questions, which you'll, you'll see later on. It's going to be, this if this guy performs, he's going to be great, but can he? you know, stuff like that. right? Yes, yeah, Setting which up the will season be answered later in the season. It'll get easier as we go on.
0: Well, and especially with us helping you, oh, yeah. things will get better. Uh, so game one we have. we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Now Andrew, you are just a diehard Browns fan right now. I to uh, riding that hype train, you know You, you are the conductor, my friend. Anybody, ah, you are the most bandwagon person I know, which, you know, I love you for it. Uh, I'm still a yeah, Vikings fan, though. I'm still a Vikings fan, uh, okay. which is mm-hmm. the least bandwagon thing
1: because we've never won anything in our lives. But yeah, okay. I'm just really excited for the Cleveland Browns this year. Uh, there's a lot of high expectations with Baker Mayfield going into his second year. Odell Beckham, that whole thing. It's just going to be fun to watch his offense. You know, we want to see how well, it's just a young, exciting team who has a chance to contend for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And especially week one against the Titans. You know, I do expect Baker to come out hot. You know, he finished the season really strong, and I think that's only going to continue. Uh, A big question people have this week is, will Odell Beckham Jr. play? You know, he reported earlier this week that he's like a sports car, and the tuning is just a little bit off that's not what you want to hear from most likely your wide receiver one uh he is expected to play you know he mentioned and some teammates have mentioned he will be there how effective will he be we just don't know you know he's missed 16 games in the last i think two seasons two or three yeah, seasons he's kind of injury prone even though he's not labeled as one. Oh, and this is horrifying but sammy Watkins has played in more nfl games than
1: <laughs> Odo Beckham Jr. Every time I hear that stat.
0: Yeah, no, and, and it's wild. Um yeah. but I expect him to play. I think he should be, yeah. I think he should be fine. I wouldn't expect him to blow everybody out of the water, but keep him in your lineup, don't overthink it, play your stud. Even if he's at 75%, you've seen the catches he can make. Yep. He can still make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um you got a lot of talent around him. I believe in Odell Beckham Jr. not just for this game, but the season. Keep him in there, but lower your expectations.
1: Yeah, I think that we're going to see the Browns run the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, yeah, like 75% for Odell Beckham. I think that's how much he's going to play. He's, I, I think they're going to limit him a little bit. He's not going to play every single play. Uh, I expect more of a run game this week, especially against the Titans, who I think the Browns are a little bit better. I think they're going to try to control the game slow it down just with running it with Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, and I think the expectations for Nick Chubb are sky high. You know, a lot of people there's a lot of people who drafted him in the first round. Uh how would you project Nick Chubb to finish this this week as this a week? as a wide receiver? Are you th- thinking top Lineback five?
1: <laughs> what what I say. Yeah, yeah. yeah You said as a wide receiver. I think he's gonna Yeah be probably a not as great as, as a wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. <laughs> as
0: a yeah running how do you think back? he's gonna end end the week as a running back?
1: I think, I think he can make a top 10 this week in running back. I think oh, he has man. potential to do it. But, again, week one is very tough. There's a lot of questions around each team and each matchup. I mean, he definitely has potential to make it. But to be safe, I'll say top
0: 15. Well, we're not here to be safe, Andrew. I'm projecting Nick okay, Chubb top. to be a top five running back this week. Whoa. Everything's there. You have the workload. You have the talent. And the Browns are playing angry. You know they're pissed off that people, uh, I guess this is a joke, but poo pooed on them. I mean they're the Browns. They've been the butt of everybody's jokes for a long time. So I think now that they're finally good, they don't, they just, they don't want to just win anymore. They want to smash you. They want to destroy your hope. They, they, they will crush you. That's
1: so I restable.
0: expect, I expect Baker Mayfield to come out swinging. I think he's going to finish as a top ten QB this week. And Nick Chubb, I think they will utilize him both in the passing game and the rushing game, I think he's going to be a top five. Like I said, workload, talent, and opportunity, it's all there. So I think he's going to be a top five. He's locked and loaded as a top option. Uh, Other than, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, and Baker Mayfield, are there any other Browns players you're looking at?
1: I'm like a Jarvis Landry this week. Uh, I I like the position he's in because, you know, Odell Beckham, a little bit questionable. Uh, I think Baker could be looking for Jarvis in his good hands this week. Who um, good hands? He's got the best hands in the NFL, according to some sources, which I don't believe. But I I think he's a solid uh, flex player for fantasy. I like him a lot. I've tried to get him in some leagues. Uh, I can see him getting a touchdown. I can see him getting 100 yards and a touchdown this week. Wow.
0: Okay, so yeah. that's a bold take. All right. So you're I'm pretty high in Landry this week. I like Landry oh, okay.
1: this week. I'm not. I don't expect that. You know, that high of him in the next couple weeks once Odell's back in you know full health. But I think Landry could have one a couple of good games a season with hundred plus yards and a touchdown. I think this week is one of them.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, something people should keep in mind: Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, I'm expecting to be a pretty high performer this week. Uh, the Titans are, I'd say, arguably one of the least sexy teams in the NFL right now. There's nothing you know, Marcus, exciting. Oh, Marcus no. Mariota is just clinging on to his job for dear life. There's a lot of people who are legitimately saying Ryan Tannehill should be the starter, which is just horrifying. Yeah, um, But, you know, they're not entirely wrong. He has not performed very well. He's very injury-prone. Uh, their best player is probably Derrick Henry, uh, yep. and that's that's not saying much. So I think Cleveland Browns could be a, a pretty pretty good start. Uh, going into the Titans players, You know, kind of just like I laid out, I would be avoiding Marcus Mariota like the plague this week, uh, and, and most likely season long. I don't expect him to have a great season. I don't think he's going to get his contract re-upped with the Titans.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Really... I think Derrick Henry is probably the most exciting option. And even that, you know, Derrick Henry finished last season as a fantasy football darling. He absolutely set the world on fire in the championship week in the weeks prior to that. Do you think he's going to start this season the way he ended last season?
1: That's, that's a good question. That's something that I've been wondering
0: a lot. Can
1: he perform like he did last season or is it just a one season wonder? I think he can. I think he's legit. I think that, you know, he he carried the team last season to a 9 and 7 record, just barely missing the playoffs. I don't think the Titans are going to finish 9 and 7 uh this year, but I think that Derrick Henry can still carry them, get them a couple more wins than than they should.
0: Yeah, and and I mean historically the more touches you give Derrick Henry, the better the team does. Uh there's a direct correlation there. Um the issue is you know, when the Titans are not doing as well, they don't run it as much. So it's kind of a, you know, what is it? Is it they win when Derrick Henry plays or he's just not good and they don't give him the ball? So I'm not as excited for him as I think you are. Uh, I think he's a fine play. I'd put him as an RB2 or RB3. Mm -hmm. Cleveland Browns have a great defense. So my expectations are lower than normal and my Derrick Henry love is pretty low already. So, you know, if you have better options, I wouldn't shy away from maybe being a little bit more clever with your lineup. But if you put them in there, you might not have better options. So I don't think it's terrible. Like I said, RB two, RB three, with a tough matchup.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough matchup, like you said, that Cleveland Brown defense. It's a lot better than people think, you know, because you always think Cleveland Browns are just a terrible team, but lately they've been they've been stepping it up. I really like Miles Garrett. Uh, one other player that I really, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm really excited for, but I'm kind of excited for is seeing uh Delaney Walker. He's been the number one target for Marcus Mariota for three out of the last five years. I like Delaney Walker. If you're streaming tight ends, keep an eye on him. Cause some in some leagues he's going undrafted, but that's really the only other Titan player that I'm, thinking about picking up or thinking about starting if they're on my team other than that there's really not much
0: yeah no their wide receiver one's Corey davis and i'm avoiding him like the plague so i think that wraps up titans and browns i am pretty confident in picking the browns how do yeah. you feel
1: yeah i'm going browns, all the way. <laughs> browns okay all the way all right. there's i i just can't see the titans winning this one
0: choo-choo, that's the bandwagon. There's Andrew the bandwagon. has hopped wagon. on board. All oh, right, yeah. so next up is the next Baltimore the Ravens though. versus the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> uh, you know, you're pretty excited about the Ravens, so you yeah. know what, I'll let you take the lead here. Yeah, I took a I took a risk, and uh, I'm
1: cheering for Lamar Jackson this year. He's the guy that I've been picking up in every league. I, I'm really excited for him. I think that he's going to step his game up this season. Uh, they're playing the, the Dolphins this week, which... It couldn't get much better for the Ravens. Uh, you can go on our website, barelyathletic.com. You can see all of our predictions. None of us, I think we all predicted the Dolphins to go 0-16. Spoiler. But I I like this matchup this week. I think Lamar Jackson, if he improves his accuracy, is going to be on fire. Uh, I can't really imagine the Dolphins winning this either. So I, yeah, I just can't see it happening.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a rough game for the Dolphins and a rough season. You know, just going into the Baltimore players, like you said, Lamar Jackson, his value is in his legs. You know, he, he was on, he's crazy. He was on pace to break a thousand yards rushing uh, and he missed a bunch of games last season because he wasn't yep. the starter. So just the, the way fantasy football scoring is set up, running quarterbacks do have just huge advantage. So even though he's not the most accurate and maybe not the best thrower, he makes up for it with his with high floor um, mm-hmm. from his rushing ability. So I think he's going to have a great game. I think, you know, if you drafted him, awesome. He's locked and loaded. You shouldn't yeah. be shying away from from him. I think he'll be one of, one of the top quarterbacks this week. Yep, uh, I agree. Yeah, other than Lamar Jackson, the person I'm most excited for to see on this offense is Mark Ingram. You know, he was a stalwart with the Saints for a long time. You know who he is. There's no surprises there. He's a bowling ball. I think he's going to do great things with this Baltimore Ravens team. Historically, they have a lot of production for their running backs when they have a guy. But they really haven't had a guy since Ray Rice. Uh, They've just kind of went through people like Kenneth Dixon. uh, Alex Collins. Alex Collins, who... They made him look good, and I don't think he's a very good player, but they made him look good. So Mark Ingram, I feel like, is actually talented. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a great season. My, I do. I am a little concerned with the drafting of Justice Hill. I think he's going to take some passing down to work from Ingram, but that's nothing new to him. He shared a backfield with Kamara for a while. I'm not expecting that level of production, but I think Ingram could have, you know, a top twenty RB week, uh, and I think he has top 12 upside
1: yeah yeah i agree i can i can definitely uh he's definitely an upgrade in the running back position i think he's the best running back since ray rice uh he's another player that i'm really excited to see what he has to offer because i you know you really don't see much of mark ingram in the preseason i didn't see too much i i'm really excited to see what he can do especially in the red zone i think he's gonna get a lot of touchdowns this season there's gonna be a lot of option plays with Lamar Jackson handing it off to Ingram. I think those two are gonna be pretty good this season. Uh another Ravens player that I'm also really excited for, the Baltimore Ravens defense. I think they're pretty unknown. They don't they don't really have a lot of, you know, star players, but they're going up against the Dolphins this week. And the Dolphins have no one.
0: Yeah, I think they're a pretty solid bet to, you know, if you had to choose any defense to be the number one defense this week, it's going to be the Ravens. Um, they have the talent. Their opponent is pretty obviously tanking their season. So, you know, Fran Fitzpatrick, is scary. People never really expect much from him, and he does typically surprise people. But I think this is going to be too much to go up against. I think it's going to be pretty safely in Ravens territory. They're, I think they're going to be a solid defense. Yeah. Um. Other than the players we mentioned, do you have any interest in any of the passing options for the Ravens? No.
1: <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, it's a very run-heavy team.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, There are two people, I guess three, that I wouldn't start week one, but keep an eye on. I'm excited to see how they perform. So Miles Boykin is a, a rookie wide receiver for the Ravens. Big bodied, quick. I think he's somebody that might develop into a much better player than what people are expecting. And then you have Marquise Brown, who is Antonio Brown's cousin. And not all that shocking, Marquise's nickname is Hollywood, because apparently he's a diva. Uh, He's not as complete of a receiver as Miles Boykin, but he's fast. He is a speedy guy. So those are two receivers, you know, I'm keeping my eye on to see how they contribute to the offense. And that might be a a long-term play. By the end of the season, we might be talking a lot more about them. Uh, If you need a tight end, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. You know, he's pretty underrated. Not a lot of people have him on their their squads. I think he's going to have an opportunity. The Ravens do have a history of featuring their tight end. And typically, if a quarterback is not as comfortable throwing down the field, they feature their tight ends. Mark Andrews is an athletic uh, player, and I think Lamar Jackson could use him as as a safety blanket, uh, especially starting the game, getting comfortable throwing. So I think Mark Andrews could be not only a a sneaky play week one, but also a a sneaky roster stash. You know, I I wouldn't be afraid of, if I don't have a very good tight end right now, I'd take a chance on Mark Andrews. Do you think he could be a top 10 end of the season, Mark Andrews? I don't expect him to be top 10. Um, He could, I think he'll be close. Uh, Top 12 isn't much different, but I feel way more comfortable saying he'll be top 12 than top 10. All right. Um, You don't have to spend much to get him right now. He's virtually free in most, most leagues. So take a chance. You know, he could be one of those surprises and with tight ends, you just really, it's so touchdown dependent, just swing for the fences. I think Mark Andrews could be a solid option. Yep. Uh, Moving over to the Dolphins. Dolphins are in rough shape. They're tanking their season. It was pretty obvious from the Tunsil trade. I don't have very high hopes for him. I didn't really like them anyway. But, you know, the Dolphins need a solid performance by Ryan Fitzpatrick to compete. I'm not expecting it. I would not start Fitzpatrick. I think the only player on this team that I'm interested in would be Kenyon Drake. And even that, it's not me being interested. It's me begrudgingly putting him into my lineup.
1: You know, what are your really expectations for player. Drake this week? I don't expect him to do much because the <laughs> Ravens defense is is really tough all around. Uh I'm not if I had Kenyon Drake, I'm not confident in him. Uh I think Kalen Balazs has really stepped it up and I think they're gonna be sharing uh a lot of snaps. You know, I could maybe see him eighty yards and I'm not even gonna say a touchdown. I think yeah, he's gonna 80 get yards to that's way more, but I'm Whoa. gonna say 80 yards. I Whew. that's the best I could see from him.
0: Okay, yeah, best case scenario. Yeah, that's no, I agree with you. Scenario. Uh I think that wraps up that game. Uh, I think I can vote for all of us, and I say yeah. we think the Baltimore Ravens are gonna walk away with yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, this next game is way more exciting. It's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Wow, let's start with the Chiefs. You know, this is the most exciting team in football, in my opinion. And if you don't agree with me, they're tied with the Rams. A big question for the Chiefs is their running game with Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. How do you see that shaking out?
1: Yeah, uh, it it seems like they're going to share a lot of the snaps. uh, But it's going to be exciting to watch. I'm not the biggest fan of LaShawn McCoy. And Damian Williams is a big question mark. But again, it's something that you definitely want to watch. And if you have Damian Williams, you start him. I mean, he's he's going to be great. He did great at the end of the season last year. Uh, I expect big things from Damian Williams. I can expect him to really step his game up and take more snaps than McCoy later on in, in the season and maybe even just this game.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's going to be interesting to follow. Uh, I think the most interesting matchup of this game will be Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey. Yep. You know, these guys love to smack talk each other. Everyone in the NFL is going to be watching those two. It's an exciting matchup. It's the best versus the best. Uh, I do want to point out, so Jalen Ramsey will be matched up against Hill, uh, which will see more targets go to Travis Kelsey. He'll be freed up. Uh, Just for a reference point, Tyreek Hill went seven for 61 through the air and two for 26 on the ground last season against Ramsey, uh, and no touchdown. Those are solid numbers, honestly. That's about 80 yards, uh, 87 yards exactly, but that's respectable fantasy performance from mm-hmm. someone going up against Jalen Ramsey. It's not what you typically expect from Tyreek Hill, and he is always one play away from you know a 70-yard touchdown. So obviously you start him. Please, for the love of gosh, do not bench him. Uh, oh gosh, I can't
1: even imagine.
0: Yeah, don't overthink it. Yeah, don't think you're too clever. Start your studs. You know, Jalen Ramsey, that's probably the toughest toughest uh play you'll have. Mm-hmm. But no, I believe in Hill. I think at the very worst he can do the he can do the eight fantasy football points for you. Uh I think Kelsey will benefit from the coverage and the receivers. Yeah. So, Kelsey is a locked-in tight end one. I'd be Very comfortable projecting him as the number one tight end this week. Just his involvement in the offense, the opportunity presented to him, and just how much Mahomes targets him. So I think he's a clear TE1. Any interest in Sammy Watkins this week?
1: There's a little bit of interest. Uh, It all depends on your team, but maybe as a flex player, there is just because of all the attention going to Tyreek Hill. Uh, But... I'm not that excited about Sammy Watkins. I think Kelsey is going to get, get a lot of targets. I think it's just going to be between Tyreek and and Kelsey. Most of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that kind of sums up the question players for the chiefs. Uh, Jaguars. This is an exciting matchup. So they're a very new look offense. They have a new offensive coordinator, uh, John Filippo, who was fired from the Vikings last season for passing too much. Jaguars are usually a pretty run-heavy team. So it'll be interesting to see if their new OC conducts business that you know the Jaguars would want him to, or if he stays true to himself and airs it out. They did bring on Nick Foles, and I don't think they paid him all that money just to have him hand off the ball to Fournette. I do think they're going to be throwing more, and I think the main beneficiary of that is going to be D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook. I'm really excited. Week one, D.D. Westbrook. There's a lot of hype. I know you are a huge fan of Didi. I'm so excited for him this year. Yeah. I can't even explain. I think he could finish this week. By the end of this weekend, you might be feeling very differently about Didi Westbrook. I mean, if you want him, you should trade for him now. Because after week one, there's a really good chance the person is not going to part with Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm really excited for Westbrook. And I'm really excited for who's throwing to him. We got Super Bowl 52 MVP, Nick Foles. (laughs) Throwing to him. I really like Nick Foles, and I've never hated him. I think he's a lot better than Blake Bortles. Huge step up. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Way to go on the limb there.
1: Oh, yeah. I went on a huge limb. Yeah. Uh, I like the Nick Foles and Westbrook connection in my head. I am just picturing it right now. I love it who knows what's going to happen, but I, I can see DD D. Westbrook having a great game, especially with D Filippo as their offensive coordinator or controlling the offense. I can see him just bombing the ball. I'm excited yeah. about this new Jaguars yeah. team Fournette's A big question, uh, rough season last year. He averaged only uh 3.3 yards per carry, which is not what you want from a running back. Uh, I if he if Fournette goes back to his rookie year, I think this Jaguars team is gonna be a team to keep an eye on.
0: You know, in counseling circles, there's a very common term. It's called speaker truth. I tease those people because it's very silly, but I'm gonna speak my truth right now. I think Leonard Fournette is gonna win people their fantasy football leagues. Ooh. Uh if he is able to figure out his crap, he could be uh, easily a top eight running back and people were drafting him in the fourth, fifth rounds this year. He admitted that this past couple of years, his head wasn't on straight. He was engaged in behaviors that he will not be engaging in moving forward, which is always a good thing. Just that. Maturity. Yeah. And he, he has had rough times in the past where he would get suspended from games because the team was sick of him misbehaving. So if he has his head on straight, He's finally on a good offense. Nick Foles, you know, he'll be able to, defenses will have to respect the throwing. They did not used to be afraid of Blake Bortles. They do need to be afraid of Nick Foles. Uh, Fournette, I think, is going to be a huge beneficiary. Yes, his yards per carry was only 3.3, but he gets the touchdown opportunities. I expect the Jaguars to be, I expect them to have a lot of opportunities in the red zone, and that's where Fournette flourishes. He's great in the red zone, he can catch, he can run. The O-line is, you know, it's solid. It's a good O-line. I think Fournette could even just finish this week as a top eight. My only concern is if it's a gigantic blowout, uh, then they'd have to kind of turn away from their run game. Yeah, Fournette will still be involved in the passing, but not as much as we'd like to see. So I, I think he's awesome. I'm really excited to see how he's used. Fournette, I think, could be a league winner. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue with that, honestly. It seems like
1: Fournette has, you know, turned a, a new chapter in his life and I think that uh he can go back to his winning ways and help this Jaguar team get a winning record and
0: contend for the playoffs. Man, that was beautiful. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. But, so Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Who do you have? I'm still gonna go Chiefs on this one. Yeah, I wanna be exciting, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna swing for the fences on this one. Yeah. Go Chiefs. Next game, I'm yeah, actually to- really excited for this next game. Okay. I shouldn't be, but I am. Buffalo Bills versus New York Jets.
1: Yeah, this is a game you're excited for, huh?
0: I think both of these teams are so different than they were a year ago. I'm there's so much opportunity here in fantasy football. So, let's start with the Bills. I'll start with the Bills. Yeah. Josh Allen, a lot of people hate on him, and he's not a good NFL quarterback. He is so good in fantasy football. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, was, I was waiting for the butt in there.
1: I thought you were going to keep talking <laughs> to <the rationale. laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not a Bills fan, so I'm okay with it. Josh Allen is a legitimate fantasy football asset. Like we were talking about with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen gets those rushing yards. You look at him without his uh, <laughs> without pads, <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, that's cool that they let the accountant out on the, out on the field. Uh uh-huh. He puts on pads, and all of a sudden, now he's an athlete. He can run and he he really likes to do that probably because he knows he can't throw very well, but I'll take it. No, he's, I think he's going to be, you know, a top 12 quarterback this season, if not higher. And he's got good weapons. That's a little bold. I I don't think I'm wrong.
1: I, I can see where you're coming from though. If you told me at the beginning of last season, if you told me that Josh Allen would be, would lead the league in, rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks i think i would slap you across the face
0: yeah Uh, deserved
1: you at all but he did it and you know he shows that he can run now did it with style it's this season he needs to prove that he can throw
0: yeah and honestly i don't even need him to prove he can throw (laughs) just throw a little bit and keep running and just keep running it in the end zone I'm really excited for Josh Allen. I think if for whatever reason, it's week one, so you shouldn't have any issues with your quarterback, I would start him and not feel bad about it. Uh, If I had a set of cojones, I would have started him over Aaron Rodgers, just macho-based. I don't have cojones, so I started Rodgers, also because I'm a Packer fan.
1: Yeah, if you weren't a Packer fan, maybe that would
0: be you'd think about that a little more. Yes, vicious cycle. But here's some other reasons I'm excited about the Bills. You know, Cole Beasley... Okay, not super exciting. That's a solid option, though. He's he's yeah. a good pass catcher, and he was a BFF of Dak Prescott for a couple years. Um, that's a solid option that will be a good security blanket, like you mentioned in the notes. He's a reliable receiver. Yeah. Another exciting thing that is also not exciting could be is the running situation. So yeah. I'm particularly stoked about this. Me too. So the three three running backs need to be paying attention to. Devin Singletary, the rookie, yep. Gore, the man who never never stops playing football, apparently, and TJ Yeldon. Good lord, what a cluster that's, mess!
1: That's a great nickname for him. Good lord, what a cluster <laughs> mess! I wow. think that's his in, in his Instagram bio.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. At oh be. god, what a mess! How do you think this running back backfield is going to play out?
1: They're they're going to start off a little cautious. I think they're going to split time, but. Later on in the season, I think Devin Singletary is going to step up. I know a lot of people didn't really like him coming out of the draft. They thought that he was kind of small, and you know he he's just a kind of small, fast guy. He doesn't really do much. But I think I think that he's he'll be good enough to to start for this team and and get most of the snaps. I think he's going to be better than Frank Gore and a lot better than Yeldon. That's for sure.
0: Well, and here's something I want people to know. So Singletary, the reason people weren't excited about him is he had a terrible combine. Better than Tom Brady's combine, but not by much. Um, He was not fast. He was not strong. He did not show up prepared. (laughs) However, what he's lacking in that athletic ability, he's got a good vision. He's a very patient runner. Uh, If you watch college tape, You know, like I said, he's not the fastest, not the strongest, but he's got really good patience running the ball and he has good vision. So I'm excited about him. The Bills have a pretty fine O line. They should give him opportunities to excel. And with Josh Allen being a rushing quarterback, I think that'll only give more opportunities to Singletary. You know, I'm not starting him week one. I would not start him week two. I think by the end of the season, he will be the starter. He will be sharing first. Second down carries with Gore. TJ Yeldon will start out by being the third down back. It's going to be ugly. I bet by week five or six, they'll start working Singletary more, and he'll be more valuable. I would want to stash him. If he's on waivers, definitely pick him up. He could potentially be a starter, which would be valuable inherently. Somebody I'm really excited about on the Bills is John Brown. Uh, A lot of people know about John Brown. He's a post-hype sleeper. That means everybody has already been really excited about John Brown. When he was with the Cardinals, everybody was really excited for him. He couldn't figure it out. I think he's going to get it figured out this season. He's super quick. He runs very good, precise routes. I think Josh Allen's going to utilize him. Josh Allen's not very accurate, but he has a huge, huge arm. So I'm hoping for some of those huge sling plays where he just chucks it down the field and John Brown will get it. So I am actually pretty high on Brown. I think he's going to end the season way higher than what he was drafted. Mm-hmm. I think next year, going into the year, I think he'll be a pretty early pick when it comes to wide receivers. Yeah, um, I do
1: really like mm-hmm. both of the Bills' wide receivers. I like John Brown and Cole Beasley. Can also no, get out of here. He likes, he likes going deep. Beasley likes going deep, and
0: I can see Allen throwing to both of them. I will not agree with you, but I respect you as an analyst. Uh, moving forward to the Jets, you know – I'm excited for the Jets, too. I absolutely could not believe how good the Jets looked in preseason. Darnold looked extremely competent. Uh, The offense was humming. They played really fast-paced. Their head coach, Adam Gase, was with Miami last year, and they literally had the least amount of plays last season. They played so slow. I was excited. He really let Darnold play more high-tempo. I think Darnold is an intellectual quarterback, and I think the more you trust him, the more he'll be able to prove himself. So I think the whole offense is going to take a step forward, but primarily I think it's going to be run through Le'Veon Bell. I've got really high hopes. I think they're going to work him to death. They paid him the money. He had a year off. I can feasibly see 20 to 25 touches per game.
1: He's ready. He's, He's ready to roll. I mean, there's a lot of questions on can he do it still, He's got it. There's there's no doubt in my mind that, that he's going to be a top 10, maybe top five running back at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to shock people. Um, he did hurt everybody's hearts last season with what he did to us. But, you know, our memories can be short. He'll prove it to us. He's still one of the most talented running backs. This team won't be as good as the Steelers. I don't think he'll have that level of production that he enjoyed in the past. But he'll still be an elite running back. No questions about it. With wide receivers, their wide receiver one, Robbie Anderson, he's questionable uh, going into week one. He's already hurt. Uh, Adam Gase said he's good to go. However, he's hurt. Um, I am not playing Robbie Anderson this week. Even if he does play, he's playing hurt, and he's playing against Tredavious White, who is one of the best cover guys in the nfl Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm not starting robbie anderson i'd much rather pick somebody up up off waivers and start that person over robbie anderson
1: i'm not that excited about the jets passing game this week because the bills actually have a really solid secondary uh there's no no jet receiver that i'm gonna pick up honestly i mean robbie anderson is gonna be a great bench player but. Well, I
0: think I think I think it should be said. Robbie Anderson is going to be great season long. You know, I yeah. think he's going to be a really good. I think further in the season, he'll be he'll be a wide receiver two, uh, two or three, if not better. So, I definitely have high hopes for Robbie Anderson. I'm just concerned about his health and his week one matchup okay. is not good if he's
1: playing hurt. Yeah, you got you got a little more high hopes for Anderson than yeah. I do. I've I been do. burned too many times by that guy. But uh, <laughs> but you know it's. I'm I, i I'm kind of excited. I Bell's going to get the ball the most out of the Jets. But that's the issue. I, the Jets need to find that, you know, that... Can't think of the word. They got to be even with their running game and their passing game. You know, in order to, to keep the eyes off Bell that much.
0: Yeah, no, I think that sums it up. So between Barely, these two teams... Very
1: poorly said.
0: You know what? We still love you. Oh, Buffalo yeah. Bills or Jets? Who do you have?
1: Oh, man. It's a t- I'm going to go Jets. Jets. I'm going Jets on this one.
0: Oh, that's probably the smart money, but I've got a good feeling about the Bills this year. I don't know why I like them. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills.
1: Okay, I think the Bills are going to have a better year, but I think they still have a couple things to figure out that I don't think they're going to figure out right away in week one. So I'm well, going J E T S Jets. Jets. Oh, you're
0: the worst. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next don't. up, we have the Indianapolis Colts post luck mm-hmm. versus the L A Chargers. I think the biggest question mark with the Colts is what's it going to look like with Jacoby, yeah. uh, with Andrew Luck leaving. Obviously, that th- leaves a huge void. Um, I like Jacoby. I think he's capable. I think he's a really good backup. He's not Andrew Luck. No. So I wouldn't start Jacoby. I wouldn't approach it from that aspect. But how is he going to affect his supporting cast? You know, Can T.Y. Hilton get it done with Jacoby?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the team is not going to do as good without Andrew Luck. Um, you're going to see Jacoby throw to T.Y. Hilton a lot. He's going to be the number one target. I'm expecting a little bit more out of the tight ends now uh i can see ebron or ebron getting a lot more uh getting a lot more yards i'm getting distracted by the text um but i'm i'm not too excited about jacoby and i don't think that he's going to he's definitely not filling the shoes of andrew luck and i don't think he's going to be that great for fantasy
0: yeah no i think ty who won't be what people expect um, I think he's going be better than people are afraid of, but I'd, I'd be okay with him as a wide receiver three, if not a little higher than that. Uh, I do have concerns with Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is a positive game script guy. And I know that's kind of a crutch argument, but that's the truth. That's what it's been when the Colts are in the lead, they run it out with Mack. Um, and historically he's been really productive in that role. If they're trying to play catch up, is it him? Is it Naeem Hines? I don't think that's going to be a positive situation for him. No. So I am concerned with Mac. I think the Chargers will put up a fight for the Colts. And I think the Colts will be playing from behind. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. I'd still be starting Mac. Running back is such a, a tough position, such a valuable mm-hmm. position. He's still a starter, but I would really be I'd be backing off on how excited I am about Marlon Mack. Yeah, I I agree. I agree.
1: Let's uh let's head over to the Chargers. Is there any players that you're super excited about? Maybe a running back or two?
0: Yeah. No. I uh, do not like the running back situation. I I understand why Gordon's doing what he's doing. I don't like it. And I don't like it for fantasy football. Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson will will fill the void. And I think it's going to be a 60-40 split. So I think 60% of the work is going to go to Eckler and 40% to Justin Jackson. If you... Once again, it's week one, so I hope you don't have any lineup dilemmas. If you need somebody, you know, Justin Jackson could be a fine emergency play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really think either one is all that exciting. You know, they're, they're just going to eat into each other's value. The person I'm most excited about is Hunter Henry. He's finally back from his injury, uh, and I think he could be a real difference maker. If he steps into that Antonio Gates role for Philip Rivers, this is going to be a really lucrative position for him. I just I do think it affects Mike Williams negatively. Mike Williams is the gigantic man who catches touchdowns from Philip Rivers. Now, unfortunately, Rivers has multiple giant people he can throw touchdowns to, and typically he likes to utilize the tight ends more. I he think loves Mike loves tight was, ends. He, he Philip Rivers loves tight ends. He loves
1: the tight he ends more people. than his fourteen kids that he has.
0: I think this might be a result of the love for tight ends. Yeah. Regardless. Maybe. Mike Williams should be better than he was previously. Um, however, I think he's going to lose out on touchdowns. So Mike Williams, still probably a solid start, but I'd get your expectations a little bit lowered for touchdowns because I think Mike, I think Hunter Henry is going to take a step forward in that category. Um, I don't think there's going to be that much of a need for Phillip Rivers to really fling the ball around. Um, I wouldn't expect a lot of yards for players. I think there are touching opportunities for the passing options, but I think they're really just going to run them down. I think they know that they can just slowly kill off the Colts, which is sad, but I think that's...
1: I think yeah. the Chargers
0: are a much better team than the Colts. I think the Colts have something to prove, but I just don't think they have the chutzpah to get it done. Well
1: said. I think this is definitely going to be an exper- experiment to see what they like in their run game, you know, they're going to, this entire game, they're going to switch between Eckler and Jackson. They're going to, this whole game is going to be between those two.
0: Yeah. Um, And really, I think those are the significant parts of that. I do want to point out tight end for the Colts last year, very lucrative because of luck this year. I am fading Jack Doyle. I'm fading Eric Ebron. I don't want any pieces of their tight ends. I'm um, actually
1: liking Ebron a little bit more. Oh I mean gosh. not as much as when Andrew Luck was yeah. in, was playing, yeah. but I I still can see Ebron as a as a reliable option. Oh,
0: goodness uh, gracious.
1: Because yeah. TY Hilton is going to be getting covered. Barf.
0: Okay. Yep, if you want <laughs> Eric Ebron, you can have him. Uh Colts versus Chargers, I have Chargers, Andrew, you pick.
1: Yeah, Chargers chargers yeah
0: moving on is probably the most exciting game of the week it's the pittsburgh steelers oh, versus new england patriots
1: oh there's i'm a so lot, excited for this one
0: there's a lot of fantasy football goodness in this we'll start with the steelers i'm gonna start with juju smith schuster oh, can yeah. you do it do you think you he can, can do it
1: absolutely absolutely someone's gonna need to get all the targets that antonio brown left and i think juju is gonna be the guy i think he proved last year that he can be a solid wide receiver, he can be reliable, and he's just fun to watch. I think he can do it. Uh, Based on your reaction, it doesn't sound like you're as optimistic as I am. It's going to be a tough matchup against the Patriots because I'm pretty sure Gilmore is going to be covering them. and Gilmore is great. But, I mean, this this might be a, a... It's a rough game for the Steelers to begin the season. But I think that that we can, we can expect a pretty solid game from
0: Juju and from James Conner. But let's go back to Juju. Yeah, no, Juju will be solid. I'm not worried about that at all. Here's what I am worried about. Bill Belichick. When he is planning for a game, he adapts his defense to stop players, not schemes. So he will take away your best weapon. Juju Smith-Schuster is... In my opinion, the best weapon yeah. of the Steelers. Yep. So I think he's going to do everything he can to stop Juju, and he's going to let them run it. Um, I think Juju will be great this season. I don't think he, I don't know how many more targets he can take on. Honestly, Juju had a huge percentage of the targets last season. Um, I think some of those are going to go to Moncrief, obviously, and I think a, a good amount of targets will go to Vance McDonald, the tight end. Uh-huh. So Juju will still be great. I'm not worried about his greatness. Week one, I'm lowering expectations for Juju. He is still a locked in and loaded top 10 wide receiver, but don't be shocked if he does not blow you away this week. Um, Going with tight end for the Steelers, Vance McDonald. I'm really excited about Vance McDonald. He really has shown his athleticism and his, his competency in the system. Big Ben does like to target tight ends. We've seen it with Heath Miller, Jesse James, and now it's Vance McDonald. Because of the absence of Brown... Uh, and you know having all those open targets I do expect Vance McDonald to perform well I think he I think he's a top seven tight end this week
1: okay yeah I, I can agree with that like you said Belichick Belichick might shut down Juju so Ben's gonna look for someone and I think that someone can be Vance
0: yeah and Connor uh, James Connor running back for the Steelers Obviously, you're playing him. I don't need to talk you in or out of that. Mm -mm. Uh, Patriots, you know, I'm excited to see Flash Gordon once again. I have been burned by this guy more times than I can remember. And I keep going back for more. He is just, he's something special. Are you expecting him to be anything special week one?
1: Week one? Not really. I I expect him to kind of ease into it. Um, I think he's gonna be the best receiver on the Patriots if he can stay healthy, and
0: he won't blow you out of the water week one. I'm looking at 80 yards, maybe a mm-hmm. touchdown. Uh, Tom Brady does like him. You know, he will also be featuring Edelman in this offense. You're starting and both of those guys. Uh, I think it gets no. Don't don't start to Mary's Thomas. <laughs> okay, I just I disagree. Just I'm not
1: that excited about him either. I just want to mess with you.
0: Uh, I'm really interested to see how they use their running backs, James White and yeah. Sony Michelle. It's a big question. Uh, I guess spark. Rex Burk- Burkhead. What it looks like, and where I think Sony Michelle gets most of his value, is when the Patriots are ahead, they run down the clock. So if the Patriots are ahead, Sony Michelle is going to have a huge week. I mean, we all remember a couple years ago when the Garrett Blunt absolutely destroyed the NFL. I think it was 18 touchdowns he had in that season. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt is not a talented running back. <laughs> he just they had the just, great opportunity.
1: They gave the ball so much that he just became one.
0: Right. Yeah. So I think I would start Sony Michelle. I'd also start James White. I think James White could be a great option this week. The Steelers do have a pretty intimidating D-line. Yeah, so I think they really... Defense. Yeah, they'll utilize that pass-catching pass uh, running back. So I'd say... Honestly, I think start everybody in this game. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's really nobody I'm fading, um, except for Demarius Thomas. I'm not even including him but, in the game.
1: But I, yeah, I, I agree. James White is going to get most of the passing in the running back game. Sony Michelle is going to get most of the handoffs. It's going to be a nice split between those two. Uh, they, you know, the Patriots did say that they wanted Michelle to catch the ball a little more. So we'll see if he's included more in the passing game. But James White is an amazing pass catcher. And he, he that's that's all he was last year in fantasy. He was amazing because he caught the ball.
0: Yeah. And uh, as a Wisconsin fan, go Badgers, James oh White. Uh, having to pick between these two awesome teams, this will probably be yep. one of the most exciting games of the week. Yep. Are you taking the favorite. Steelers or are you taking the Patriots?
1: Oh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm taking the Patriots
0: you know my heart says patriots Mm -hmm. actually that's not true my brain says patriots yeah heart heart says says anyone against the patriots my heart says Steelers. i want i want the patriots to lose week one and everybody will lose their minds
1: and and week two and week three
0: yeah patriots will win the super bowl so i'm going Steelers. you're going patriots it'll be fun to see how that turns out the next game is probably one of the ones i'm least excited about we have yeah. the Denver Broncos versus the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders have kind of been a circus recently. Apparently, Antonio Brown will play. Uh, I'm not sure surprising, how effective man, he'll be. Honestly, Yeah, it is surprising. And he's missed a lot of preseason and a lot of training camp. So I'm curious to see how effective he is. He's the number one paid wide receiver for a reason. He's a stellar player if he has his head on straight. So if he's if he's playing, and that if, if that doesn't change on Sunday, I'd have him as a, as a top 20 wide receiver. So put him in your lineup. Be a little yep. concerned, but you drafted him for a reason. All he needs is one play. That's the kind of quality player he is.
1: Definitely keep an eye out on this situation here in Oakland. Uh, but if he's going to play, he's going to be great. I mean, I know he kind of got a downgrade in the quarterback situation, but <laughs> <Yeah>. they're going to – it's just a little downgrade, but they're going to give him the ball. Uh, one guy I'm looking forward to, Josh Jacobs. Uh, if you want to talk about more question marks, he can he carry the load is the big question. If he can, it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have an incredible season. I think he's going to have a bad week one. Uh, as much as I like to tease Broncos, they have a really good defense, and they yep. have a really good D-line. I think Josh Jacobs is really going to struggle week one. So if you have him on your team, if you can avoid starting him, I'd go that direction. However, if you start him and you get burned, please don't panic. You know, it's a long season. It's a great team. And the Raiders are still trying to figure out what they're doing. It's so going to take a while. Yeah, I think well, Jacobs is going to uh, struggle week one. Yeah. But you know what? I think he's a potential league winner i mean he's Mm -hmm. he's a rookie running back first running back taken in the draft this year he's fresh he's got the juice i think he can do it so don't panic if he struggles week one stay strong josh jacobs will be great long term uh with all this antonio brown nonsense that's been happening a lot of people have been asking if tyrell williams is worth the stash in fantasy football he's a number two receiver yeah i'm not making room on my bench to stash him uh Not because of his talent. I think he's actually a pretty good player. I just don't think that Derek Carr is going to utilize him. Tyrell Williams, if you remember when he was with the Chargers, he was one of the best deep, deep threats. Um, I'm afraid of Antonio Brown getting targeted deep, but Brown can manufacture production. Tyrell Williams isn't quite that level of talent. So he can get what's thrown to him, and my concern is Carr throwing to him. So I wouldn't stash him. Obviously, if, if Brown gets suspended or something like that, I would pick up Tyrell Williams immediately. Yeah. Um, but if Brown's there, just keep an eye on Tyrell. See how much he's involved. Something I think people should be looking at, this is a player a lot of people have been talking about, partially because of hard knocks, and partially because I think he's going to have a real opportunity, is Darren Waller the tight end for the Raiders. I think he's a stash. If you have a tight end that you're not confident in, pick up Darren Waller. He's a talented player, but I mean, it's the NFL. So let's not even get into that. He has a great opportunity. Everybody remembers what Jared Cook did last year and the year before that. He somehow went from a not very talented player to getting a huge contract and, you know, going to the Saints. He keeps getting paid. The Raiders utilize their tight ends, uh, especially Derek Carr. He doesn't throw the ball downfield. He likes to utilize his tight ends. Darren Waller is going to have the opportunity, and I think he has the talent. Uh, tight end is such a finicky position, and like we keep saying, outside the top options, it is just a mess. You're just hoping somebody gets touches. Yeah. So I think Stashum, I'd honestly even be comfortable. I'd be comfortable playing him this week. If you have a tight end you don't love, I'd play Darren Waller.
1: Yeah, it all depends on the situation you're in. I'm not as excited about him as you are, but he is someone that you should definitely look at and see how he can perform week one, see how many targets he's getting. Uh, Back to Tyrell Williams, though, I, I stashed him. I'm more excited about Tyrell Williams than you are. Um, even with Antonio Brown? Even w- with Antonio Brown, I think he's going to be an okay backup. Uh, but especially I, I just picked him up because if Brown doesn't play, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a really good receiver this year. And I think huh. he's going to get targeted a lot more than you think, even with yeah. Brown on the field. Cause I think Brown is going to carry a lot of attention. A lot of people are going to be looking at him. You know, he's going to get double covered a lot. I think Tara Williams is going to be a safer guy to throw to.
0: Sir, that is a hot take, and I yeah. applaud you for it. I'm going to nickname you Cholula because you it. bring the heat. It.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant there First,
0: <laughs> Um Yeah, moving on to the Broncos. I think probably one of the least exciting teams in the, in the NFL this year. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, Joe Flacco is a quarterback. You can just ignore him. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> is back from injury. That is exciting because I think Emmanuel yeah. Sanders is a talented wide receiver. Um, when he's healthy in the system, he has proved he can do it. Uh, I think he will have value. I think he's more wide receiver three than wide receiver two, especially with Wacko Flacco. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, people were excited about Cortland Sutton this year. Okay, like, I get. You can take a chance on him. (laughs) You you sound really excited about him. Yeah, I just, I, I, there's nobody on this team I'm excited about. Um, even Philip Lindsay, you know, in a lot of drafts I was in this year, he was basically going for free. People just don't want the guy. I think he'll be better than that. I think he'll be he'll be fine. He won't lose you a week, but people will be expecting what he what he did last year. And last year he was incredible that no. yeah now he's you know he was already sharing with Devonte booker for some unknown reason and royce freeman well this year they're gonna get royce freeman way more involved because once again they paid a higher draft cost for that i mean they, you can pretty there's usually a trend between what was invested in the player and how they're used philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent and sometimes those guys win you know not to discredit philip Lindsay. But I think they're going to use Freeman more, decrease Lindsey. And for some unknown reason, they keep using Devontae Booker. Drives me crazy, but it's true. <laughs> and they also have Theo Riddick, who's on IR right now. But when he comes back, they want to throw it to somebody who's not Philip Lindsey or Royce They Freeman. have
1: a plethora of okay running backs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I have Philip Lindsey, I'll play him. I'm not excited about it he should be fine. Uh, I'm I think more he's, excited
1: about Royce Freeman over Philip Lindsay in week I, one based on no, based on value.
0: Oh, value. Okay. Yeah.
1: Based week, on value, week one. I like Lindsay better
0: week. One. I, I have Lindsay as an RB two. I'd have yeah, Freeman as too. an RB four or five, just because I don't I know what him, he's going to do yet. I'd want to yeah, see his five. involvement first. Yeah. Uh, between these two teams, Broncos and Raiders, who are you cheering for? Oh, this is so tough. Uh,
1: I've flipped back and forth, obviously with the fact of Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Broncos on this one. Wow. Uh, that's a I'm hot go take, Broncos. man.
0: Broncos. Uh, the, I'm going to go Raiders team. I really like John Gruden. <laughs> yeah. John, John Gruden. Yeah. That's the guy. I'm an idiot. Uh, really like John Gruden. I've been watching hard knocks and I'm in, man. I know well, it's you're just all in. Of <laughs> Knock on wood if you're with me, am I right? Yeah, I'm not going to knock. I'm not with you on that one. Uh, yeah, go Raiders. I'd like to see how it turns wow. out. I think they're going to rally behind Brown. They want to uh, shut out the haters, as the kids they're say.
1: going to be okay.
0: Moving on. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals versus Seattle yeah. Seahawks. This will be a fun game. I'm excited to watch this one. I this have a lot of questions about the Seahawks. Um, a big one is Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of expectations for him. They think he's gonna be the next big thing. Especially me. Especially if you listen
1: to our running back Dodes. episode, you know how much I like Chris Carson.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be really, really good week one. I yeah. will not discredit you for that. Uh, do you think, you know, Rashad Penny will have a bigger role than you're expecting?
1: uh probably a bigger role than i'm expecting because i'm kind of blindsided by my love for chris carson but i don't think he's gonna get that big of a role they said they wanted carson involved more in the passing game they say he has the best hands on the team and in the preseason carson just outperformed penny by a long shot yeah i penny's still gonna get the ball a couple times a game i would say 80 percent of the snaps go to chris carson
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think Chris Carson's going to get the lion's share of the work. I think he'll lose, you know, five or six touches per game to Penny. But Seahawks are the most run-dominant team in the NFL right now. They prioritize running the ball. Yeah. So I think Chris Carson will be the main beneficiary. Mm -hmm. I am curious to see if the Seahawks start throwing more. Um, I think they're kind of realizing their strategy this past couple years has not been as effective as it used to be. I want to see if they start using Russell Wilson more in the passing game. Tyler Lockett is locked in as a wide receiver one after Doug Baldwin leaving. Mm -hmm. What I'm excited for is seeing how they use DK Metcalf. Uh, He's their rookie pick. He's, uh, I don't know if you saw it. There was a viral picture of him at the gym without a shirt. It's insane.
1: Uh, Yeah. No, it's I don't believe that he, that's,
0: I I don't believe that that's actually his muscles. It's strange we're the same species, but I am excited to see what DK can do. You know, he was great in college, obviously. Um, he's not the best route runner, but he is big he's
1: and big he guy. is
0: fast. So I think he, he can do what Tyler Lockett can't. I think DJ can really, really outbody people. And I think that's where Russell Wilson can really use him. Cause Tyler Lockett is yeah. a small, fast guy. He's a technician. DJ Metcalf. He's going to be the red zone threat DK. they have not yeah. had since Jimmy Graham. So DK, I think he's the man. Um, I'm stashing him. I'm definitely not starting in week one. He was no. on the injury report. He says he's good to go. He's a st- he's a He's a rookie wide receiver. I think yeah. the learning curve will be a little less for him since he will be kind of a red zone threat. Similar to Mike Williams last year. I mean, Mike Williams last year had eight touchdowns as a rookie. And he really wasn't all that great. He was just primarily only involved in the red zone but if you're with a good quarterback that's all you need am i saying dk metcalf is the next mike williams no but i think he could have some serious value i'm stashing him i picked him up off waivers if he's on waivers i think he'll be the top rookie wide receiver this year
1: yeah oh wow all right that's uh i was gonna say it's a hot take but that's not actually that hot uh (laughs) that's what i think about it All you got to do is you just got to look at the picture of DK just without his shirt. And it's, you're just like, how is this guy a human? I mean, he's like, it's like looking at JJ Watt. You're like, that's not, like you said, not the same species. It doesn't look like the same species. I think for the, uh, for the cover for this podcast, I think we just take a picture of me shirtless next to DK and just compare the two just to prove how scary that dude looks.
0: I'm trying to think of a way to insult you, but I yeah the the every, picture will insult me well enough. Just I can't say over the over the airwaves. <laughs>
1: the um, picture won't insult me enough. He did get taken off the injury report.
0: I'm gonna write uh, down the insult I was gonna give you, so yeah. I can tell you that later. Um, Got it. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was just
1: saying he's taken off the injury report. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it says he's a hundred percent ready to go.
0: Yeah, I like it. Anybody else from the Seahawks you're looking at?
1: Um not really. Like Chris, the defense Chris is Carson, good. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, their defense, especially with Clowney. The addition of Clowney, I love Clowney. Love that guy. With the he's gonna be amazing paired up with Bobby Wagner. Uh yeah, it's it's really Chris Carson. I'm super hyped about, but like you said, Lockett and Metcalf maybe someone to look at.
0: Uh so with the Bengals a little less exciting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm not a huge believer in their new head coach. He really doesn't have much experience other than shaking hands with Sean McVay. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, I am a Dalton apologizer. I, I think he's better than people give him credit for. But I, I'm not entirely sure this team is set up for success. Um, especially week one against the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a pretty tough test. Uh I'm not starting Dalton if I can help it. yeah I I would, I would start Tyler Boyd. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna have value, especially since AJ Green is out. Tyler Boyd is just gonna get peppered with targets because there's really nobody else I can throw to. John Ross is a joke. he's <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Mean I... Girls? There's oh, yeah, a scene really where cute. there's a scene where they go stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make Ross happen. he just he just can't figure it out. He was such a hyped prospect. He can't put two and two together, so uh, you know I'm, I'm not as excited about him. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, I think, is the only show in town. Honestly, uh, they yeah. might incorporate Eifert, but once again, it's Tyler Boyd. Your man, it's my man. That's Eifert. your
1: man, Tyler Eifert, going to be a, a top five tight end
0: this season. He's a handsome son of a gun. <laughs> uh, I want to point I got... out. I do not think he'll be a top five. I say I can feasibly see where he would yeah. as an outside you can, shot. You can
1: listen to our Tight End episode if you haven't already. You'll hear me just go silent because of how amazed I am. And amazed is the
0: right end. word. Uh, but really, it's Joe Mixon. It's the Joe Mixon yeah. show. It's a solid defense he's going up against between Bobby Wagner and Gotta Love Clowney. Yep. But he's gonna be great. I mean, Joe Mixon is a prototypical running back. He's quick, he's big, he's strong. He'll be an RB1. He'll be a top 10. I'm not worried about him at all. And season long, I don't think you need to be worried. The Bengals might be bad, but Joe Mixon won't be.
1: Yeah, Mixon's going to carry the team. He's going to be a solid RB1 throughout the whole season. There's no no doubt in my mind that he's going to be great.
0: So, Bengals Seahawks, who do you have? Seahawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. This next game is the one I'm most excited for. We have the Texans and the Saints. I think it's, uh, okay, I guess not even just me. Vegas has this as the highest scoring game. And although I'm not a huge fan of Vegas with their NFL picks, there are some smart people over there working this. If they say this is the highest scoring game, I feel pretty confident that this is going to be a high scoring game.
1: There's a reason why it's supposed to be the highest scoring game.
0: Yeah, well let's keep this quick, you know, just for the sake of podcast time.
1: Oh uh, my gosh, yeah.
0: You know, what do you expect the Texan run game to be like with Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde? I think Duke Johnson's
1: going to get most of the carries. Carlos Hyde's going to come in every once in a while. I'm going to say a probably 75-25 split. I like Duke Johnson a lot better than Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Um yeah, I can really see Duke Johnson just running the ball a lot. It's kind of a shame Sad news about Lamar Miller, and then before that, they got rid of Deontay Foreman. So, it's a whole new run game for the Texans. We don't really know what to expect, but I I like Duke Johnson. I can see him as a RB three, maybe a flex flex two.
0: Okay, I've got Duke as an RB two this week. Ah, uh, the Saints are a tough defense, uh, and I think that you know there will be some some pressure on the quarterback for the Texans. You know, I think Watson will be kind of getting terrorized by the Saints. So I think he's going to use that dump-off pass to the running back. Duke Johnson is one of the best pass-catching running ba- or yeah, pass-catching running backs in the NFL. That's not something the Texans have done in the past. I think that's only because they haven't had a guy like Duke Johnson. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Duke Johnson's quick, he's good at catching and Watson loves to play that. It's a dynamic offense, and they're going to come up with creative ways to use Duke Johnson. I've got him as an RB two. Uh, I don't think he'll let you down. You know, I can see where you'd be worried, new team, against you know a, a pretty scary defense. Um, but it's I'd a start
1: terrifying him. defense.
0: Yeah, honestly. no, you're you're fair. Uh, but it's an improved O line with the addition of uh, Tunsil. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm excited for the Texans. Obviously, you're starting. You know Watson. You're starting yep. you DeAndre start. Hopkins. Will Fuller, mm-hmm. when he's healthy, you're putting him out there. It's a pretty easy. You're starting everybody. I don't think you really need to look that much into it.
1: Yeah. No. They just Texans. In order to win this game, they just need to prevent Watson from getting sacked that much. He was the most sacked quarterback in the league last year. <laughs> if they can do that, Texans have a have a good chance of maybe winning. I mean, I, I think the Saints are going to be amazing this year, but I think the Texans will have a chance to win the game if they can prevent that defense from taking over.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, with the Saints, once again, you're starting everybody. I mean, you're starting Alvin Kamara. You're starting, starting Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Jared Cook, even Latavius Murray. You yep. know, I think it's all systems go. Saints are going to be a great team this year. Kamara, like I said, will be a top option. Thomas won't let you down. Jared Cook will be a top flight tight end in this matchup. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it'll be an easy one. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. Start your studs and watch Magic Start happen.
1: Start every player playing in this game.
0: That's far, but <laughs> pretty
1: close. Start every player you have. There's no reason you should bench Duke Johnson. <laughs> no reason uh, that you should bench Latavius yeah. Murray. It's going to be interesting to see how he'll play, but. Yeah, I'm picking Saints over Texans on this one.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I'm going Saints over Texans as well. Yeah. Uh Redskins and Eagles. I'm excited to see this one because I think the Redskins are gonna be terrible and I think the Eagles are going to be good. <laughs> uh Case Keenum's a starting right. quarterback for the Redskins. You're Love a Viking fan. Guy. So you've <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> I was just gonna come straight out and taunt you, but you just embraced yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um sure. You know, what you might not love is their starting wide receiver. Just out of curiosity, Andrew, do you know who their number one wide receiver is?
1: I'm going to be honest. I yeah, no.
0: Yeah. That's because it's Paul freaking Richardson.
1: Paul Richardson's listed as the wide receiver one.
0: Paul for team. Richardson is their wide receiver one. Oh their quarterback gosh. is Case Keenum. Their wide receiver one's Paul Richardson.
1: Paul Richardson, yeah, oh, I know.
0: Geez. Jordan Reed still in concussion protocol. If Reed yeah, is healthy, yeah. I'd start him, he'd be valuable. I, it's Darius Geist is going to be fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they're saying Adrian Peterson might be a healthy scratch in this game, which would be a testament to how they feel about Geist. Geist is going to yeah. get a good workload, it should be fine. I have him as an RB3 this week, just Me I too. really want to see how he plays. We haven't really seen much of him in the NFL. So yeah. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. If you can bench him, bench him. Eagles are a great defense, and he's going to it dry. So mm-hmm. hold off on Geis if you can. I think he will be good season long, but week one, I'm fading. The Redskins as a whole, but also Darius Geis.
1: Yeah, as as much as I talk about how much I love Case Keenum, it, I I just don't see the Skins doing well this game. I, it's going to be rough it's really going to be rough. I can see the Eagles just taking control and just running the ball a lot between their three running backs, which we should probably talk about them, right? What are they going to do for running back? You got you, three solid options there.
0: Yeah. I think you're going to see a very similar thing to what you saw last night with the bears. Absolutely, uh, It'll be more effective. <laughs> it won't be yeah. as bad, um, but they're going to mix them up. You know, Miles Sanders, they took, him higher than any running back they have in a while so they they really do like the kid jordan howard they traded four so for whatever reason they like howard and sproles me, is a legend man. uh so it's, it's gonna be messy i don't want to start any of these running backs i no, would hold I, I would stash miles sanders if he's available or if i drafted him you know don't overreact he's a rookie so it'll, it'll take a little bit for him to get active you know, I'd expect by week six or seven, he'll be more involved and inherently way more valuable. But it's going to take time. He has to beat out Howard. And as much as I tease Howard, he's a solid running back. I wouldn't he'll want get him to my running yeah. back, but he's a solid option. So Sanders has to prove himself. I'd hold off investing in this backfield for a while.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good comparison to compare him to David Montgomery, where I think at the end of the year, they're going to be the... The best running back on that team, but you just got to wait a couple weeks for them to prove it.
0: So definitely uh, hold off.
1: I would hold off from star Sanders if you can.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, Carson Wentz is back, fully healthy, ready to roll. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the grandma has him as a top five option. Yep. I'd be comfortable with Wentz. Other than Alshon Jeffrey, is there anybody that you're excited about to start as a wide receiver? To start, no.
1: To keep an eye on, yes, I really like Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he's kind of one of those people that I have a bias for. I think he's just really entertaining to watch, especially getting thrown the deep balls. Uh, I wouldn't start Deshaun Jackson. But if you have him on your team, keep him. Keep an eye on him. Because Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not going to label him as injury prone, but he does miss a few games every once in a while. But that that's really about it for the receiving core. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Uh, Obviously, you're starting Ertz. Um, He'll be a top-tier tight end, but I am curious to see how much they involve Goddard. Um, Dallas Goddard is a relatively new uh, tight end to their team and how they utilize them. Really got him way more involved last year, and I think they're going to try to take away how much they involve Ertz. For whatever reason, Doug Peterson really does like to rotate people through, just like with running backs. You know, he has his three guys. I can really see how Ertz and Goddard—I still think Ertz will be fantastic, but, you know, expect more Goddard. This might turn into more of a Colts situation from last year. Yeah. Uh, Redskins and Eagles. Eagles. We we're both predicting Eagles fly. Eagles, Eagles fly. <laughs> no doubt about that. That was <laughs> One of the harder decisions
1: that we'd had to make.
0: Yes. Uh, next up is the Rams and Panthers. This, this will be an awesome game. Favorite. This is, this is favorite? my favorite. Nice. one this
1: week. Yep. You said Steelers Patriots. This is my favorite one.
0: All right. Yeah. Honestly, I like it. Um, this will be pretty easy. We like almost everybody in this game. So we'll, yeah. Pretty much focus on the interesting parts. Uh, Gurley's involvement—he's fully healthy, even though he does have that. Eryth- I don't even know how to pronounce it. He has arthritis in his knee. Uh, his trainer said it. You know, they—they're aware of the situation. I think they're still going to run him at a pretty high pace. I think Gurley is a competitor, and I think he wants to, you know, be a huge part of the offense. So unless proven otherwise. Start Gurley, expect more of the same from what you've seen from him in the past. All systems go unless proven otherwise.
1: It really doesn't seem like they're going to limit him. It seems like they're just going to play him until they can't, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, and Cooper Cup comes back. He's fully healthy, ready to roll. I think start all your skill positions for the Rams.
1: Yeah, Jared Goff's got a full receiving core to throw to. In my opinion, best receiving core in the NFL. That's probably a lot of people's opinion. Uh, if you have any of those three wide receivers, you start them. It's going to be a high-scoring game this week as well.
0: Uh, yep, and then moving nice on to the Panthers. Up, yeah. uh, this one's a little more exciting. Um, it's a lot less defined than the Rams are. Uh, so Cam has been struggling with some injury stuff. Uh, he was on the injury report, but he should be all systems go. I don't know how hampered he'll be, uh, but I think one of the most interesting Kind of uh, preseason battles going on was between DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. A lot of fantasy football analysts really like Curtis Samuel. Um, they do still project DJ Moore to be better long term, but they think Curtis Samuel is a better prospect immediately. Who are you more excited about, Week One? Week One, I'm going to go DJ Moore.
1: I I and throughout the season, I like DJ Moore a little better. He's got more chemistry. Curtis Samuel does have a lot of upside. And I think it could turn into a situation of kind of like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, just on a smaller level. They're not going to be as good as those two. But I think Cam Newton's going to have two solid options later on in the season. But I think give Curtis Samuel two, three weeks to prove that he's capable of, of being a wide receiver one. And you can let those two fight it out.
0: Are you starting either one of them this week?
1: Uh, I'm gonna start DJ Moore. DJ I'm start Moore. DJ Moore. I wouldn't start Curtis Samuel yet, uh, but DJ Moore as as a flex, maybe wide receiver too.
0: Okay, yeah, I would start. I'd be okay, honestly, starting either one of them as a flex. Uh, I am a big believer in Curtis Samuel. I think he is a fantastic route runner, um, and if any of you do follow Matt Harmon. Uh he does a fantastic uh series of analytics on route running. It's called the Reception Perception. And he analyzes, you know, wide receivers. And two of his favorite players going into the season are Curtis Samuel and Chris Godwin, uh, based on their route running and precision and success against certain types of coverage. I'm a believer in Curtis Samuel. I do like DJ Moore more <laughs> long term. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of Curtis Samuel, and I think short term he might be better. So i I'm in on Curtis Samuel week one. He's got a lot to prove, but I like the opportunity.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm really not going to argue with that. Um, Other players, McCaffrey, you got to start him.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's a that's a definite. I didn't even need to bring that up, but there's you know concerns that oh they're going to limit his workload. I he's they're not. He's going to carry the team. He's going to be amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Panthers versus Rams. Who do you got?
1: Rams. I had to think about that for a long time as well. I'm going to go Rams this game. And I think next time they match up Panthers.
0: I'm going to go Panthers because Panthers are at home. And I think Cam has got something to prove. Yeah, they've go. been on a pretty bad Super Bowl hangover since they uh, lost so badly. Yeah. and I think they're yeah, finally, finally finding their swagger back. Uh, I would not
1: be upset about that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I next up, the say Panthers.
0: Yeah, they're they're a more fun team, honestly. Fun. I'm ready for the Rams to get a dose of reality. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Minnesota Vikings. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things at play here. Uh, let's start mm-hmm. with the Vikings. The Stefan Diggs has been questioned. He's questionable to play. He has a hamstring injury. Those are notorious for lingering and popping up later in the season. So it's not great. He already has a hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. I think he will play. I would not play him. Uh, He's one of those people that would go out there as a decoy. Uh, And so I'm, I'm fading Diggs, but I am way more interested in feeling, I think Diggs being out will obviously be better for Thielen, and it'll have Kirk focus on Thielen even more. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Mike Zimmer, to quote him, he said, we'll see for Stefan Diggs. I think Diggs will play, and I it, it might be my bias coming out, but I think that he's too good to not start. I mean, he's played through injuries like this before, and he's performed pretty well. So I, if he plays, I would start him just because he's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to get the ball a lot. Minnesota Vikings has a great receiving core. Kirk Cousins can hopefully, hopefully he can step his game up this season. Please. He's got to prove he's worth the money, but I really like this matchup this week.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is a great matchup. Uh, I mean, if, if Diggs plays, he'll be a top, I'd say he'd be a top 24 receiver. Easy. I think yeah. Thielen will be top 10. I'm not afraid of the Falcons' defense. Nope. Uh, and I honestly think Dalvin Cook could finish the week as the number one running back in fantasy Ooh. football. I think that's a hot take. Um, but It would possible. take a lot, but it's possible. He's He's a talented player, and the Falcons are not that great at defense. They're so not. I think Cook has huge potential as long as he can stay healthy. I think even Kyle Rudolph, you know, if you need a streaming tight end, I wouldn't want it to get to that, but you know, there's a <laughs> chance. It's a good defense. You could stream him, drop him, play somebody else next week. Um, I
1: will always like Kyle Rudolph, but I'm really biased, so I'm not gonna say anything. Yes. Um, Andrew met
0: Kyle Rudolph. He's I, very met
1: him. I met him and I'm never gonna stop talking about it. Anyway, uh when you're talking about the Falcons defense not being so great, Falcons offense probably about the opposite they're really great i'm really excited for this team it kind of scares me as a vikings fan this falcons mm-hmm. offense Devonte freeman is an amazing running back i know you wrote an article about him on our website he's great uh he's got to stay healthy he's pretty injury prone but Devonte freeman he's a solid dual threat running back
0: yeah it pains me to say this um I I think the secret for the Falcons is can Matty ice get it done against Minnesota? Mm -hmm. I I have some pretty severe questions. How much the O line can stop the Vikings D line. Um, you know, they, they invested in their O line this off season, but it's going to be pretty fresh faces against a pretty stout Viking defensive line. So if the offensive line can hold up, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, yeah. You know, Freeman, like I said, is great. Like you said, I literally wrote an article about how much I love Devontae Freeman. Um, you know, it's, they're going to involve him in the passing game. He'll be rushing. He won't be very productive on the ground uh, just because the Vikings have a fantastic defense as much as it pains me. But mm-hmm. I think he'll have value both in the red zone uh, and receiving. So Devontae Freeman, I think, is locked and loaded, top 10 RB. Uh, Matt Ryan scares me. I... I have him outside my top 10 for quarterbacks this week. There's a lot of other options and yeah. there's a chance that burns me truly. This could be a huge shootout. He could have five touchdowns. It scares me. I think he's going to struggle. Julio Jones is allegedly he's hurt. I think he's posturing for a new contract, but if Julio is less than hundred percent, he's also going to be uh, Xavier Rhodes is going to be on him and he, he's yeah. a shutdown player. So that's, Nerve wracking for Julio. There's a couple factors at play there. Calvin Ridley could be great, uh, and I am not playing Austin Hooper as my tight end. I think the Vikings no. will do a pretty good job shutting shutting these players down if things don't go well. Uh, it all rests on Matt Ryan. If he can find his mojo, mm-hmm. this could be a great game filled with fantasy football points. Yeah, if... I
1: agree. It could it could be really high scoring if Matty Ice is on fire. But if not, then that defense is going to take over.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I think so. Especially if the Vikings get to an early lead, they can run it out with Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons versus Vikings, it pains me, but I'm I'm with the Vikings.
1: It. I'm definitely saying Vikings. Uh, it's just really hard for me not to sing our anthem right now, but I'm going to hold it in. I really wanted to say it. I just want to throw it out there.
0: Maybe but next year for, is our year.
1: Yeah, that, exactly. that's not how the anthem goes.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: It should be, though. But Yeah. Yep. I'm going Vikings uh, all the
0: way. Vikings all the way. Uh, Next up, we have the 49ers versus Buccaneers. This will be a yeah. great game. I'll just go right into it. The yep. 49ers, they have got some stuff to prove. Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. comes back from his injury. He's 100% healthy. Looked really up and down during preseason. He needs to find his mojo. Wide receivers for the 49ers, are you team Dante Pettis or are you team Marquise Goodwin?
1: Um, not really excited about any of them. Uh, I know Dante Pettis is, you know, questionable right now. He's injured. I still like Pettis a little better. Um, if I had a 49er receiver on my fantasy team, I would avoid starting him. I it just. I think Garoppolo really needs to prove that he's a good quarterback in order for me to have faith in that offense. So I would say team Pettis, but I'm going to say that very lightly.
0: Yeah. I really like both of them. Um, I think both could be flex options. Week one, Marquise Goodwin has a pre-established connection with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they've done it before and going into last season, Marquise Goodwin was being taken in the fourth round. That's ludicrous, yeah. but that's true. (laughs) That's where, that's where people were feeling. Um, you know, I do also really like Dante Pettis. Um, you know, I think they're both flexible, uh, especially against the Buccaneers who have a terrible defense. Mm -hmm. If I had any hesitancy on my starters this week, I would not be afraid to put Goodwin or Pettis in there. They are, Both game breakers, one play away from having a huge fantasy football week. Uh, George Kittle is another huge part of the 49ers offense. I think Jimmy G can get it done if, you know, the people who replaced him last year can make Kittle elite. I certainly think Jimmy G can. Once again, especially against the Buccaneers. So week one, honestly, I think everybody is in play. I do prefer Tevin Coleman ahead of Matt Burrito. Even though Burita's is listed as the number one he's RB, listed as
1: the RB one, yep,
0: yep. Even though he is listed at that, I would still take Tevin Coleman first. Um, obviously, week one we're gonna see how that turns out, but that's how I feel. Um,
1: yeah, I got I got Barita and Coleman as a flex two. Uh, I I'm just not excited about the 49ers wide receivers. I hope they prove me wrong. Kittle definitely a must start. I think he's gonna be the most. I think he's gonna have the most yards this game.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I can absolutely see that. Uh, on the Buccaneers' side, I am starting Jameis Winston anywhere I have him. Yeah, I think he's going to have a huge week. Uh, it's going to have a, a huge be- season. I'm a believer in this offense. I love Bruce Arians. And as much as I think he makes dumb decisions, I'm a fan of Jameis Winston's play style. Uh, I'm curious to see if Godwin can live up to the hype. People have built him up to be the next big thing. And I think that's going to be tough aside from Mike Evans. That's going to be tough playing second fiddle to Mike Evans. I think he'll be good. I'm starting him if I have him. Uh, You know, it'll be interesting to see how good he actually is now that it's regular season. Uh, I'm a little afraid of how much he was built up. People really did lose their minds over him. I think he can do it. I think he has a real opportunity. It all just depends on how much Jameis slings it. Because their RB Mm -hmm. situation isn't very good, I think they're gonna be throwing it more than normal teams do. I'm also fading O.J. Howard. Uh, wow. You're the, fading him. The 49ers were fantastic against tight ends last year. Um and I love O. J. Howard, but the 49ers, based on last year's numbers, I'm I'm not starting O.J. Howard. If I have him, I'm obviously keeping him on my bench, but I would stream somebody else if I if I could. If I could find a good way to do that. He is just one play away from a long touchdown. So if you stick with him, I certainly do not blame you. I would probably do that. But be prepared if his stat line is not what you're hoping for.
1: Yeah, I I like all of the uh, Buccaneers players that you just talked about. I like Evans this week. I like Godwin this week. And I like O.J. Howard. The only thing that worries me is that the best corner in the game, Richard Sherman, is uh, covering Mike Evans. That was a joke. I'm not that worried about him. I just wanted to throw that best corner of the game joke out there. Good one. Uh, Thank you. I know. Hold in your laughter, please. Uh, But, but yeah, I I like this matchup. Buccaneers are going to throw the ball all year, all season. They're going to throw this ball, and it's going to land somewhere, either in Evans, (laughs) Godwin, or O.J. Howard, or... Or the opposing team. In, or the opposing team. Any of those. That's what I like about Winston. He takes the risk. We're both pretty high on Winston, so we'll see how he does. But yeah, it's a start. It's a yeah. it's a must start for me for, for all of those players.
0: But neither of us are as high as Josh Gordon. Uh, between wow. the San Francisco 49ers we and the top. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am taking the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, Buccaneers. I thought for a moment there when you were like, uh... Ah. I thought you were going to say 49ers there, and it scared nope. me.
0: No, uh, you know, I love my pirate voice, so I'm going to go Buccaneers. Yeah.
1: I thought maybe you were hanging out with Josh Gordon too long.
0: <laughs> anyway, got jokes too. All right. Um, you do have them. So, two matchups left. Yeah. Second to last, we have the Detroit Fighting Lions against the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs>
1: What are they fighting for? Are they fighting for
0: an even record? They're fighting to not get kicked out of the NFL. I guess. Um, You know, both of these teams have a lot to prove. You know, we'll start with the Cardinals. They were so bad last year. They ended up with the number one overall pick, and they took Kyler Murray. I think that was a great pick. I really like Kyler Murray. I think he is as good of a prospect as Baker Mayfield, if not better. He's got the accuracy. He's got the athleticism. I'm excited to see what he can do. The Arizona Cardinals entire season depends on Kyler Murray. They do have a new offensive coordinator, or the new head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He's never been in the NFL before, so it really is a mystery to see what he does. Apparently, he's a mad genius, but I am also horrified of it turning into the new Chip Kelly. Uh, college, oh boy. college coach That's- coming in acting like he's a genius and is, just gets destroyed. Yeah. I do think Kings, I do think Cliff has it figured out. And I do think Kyler is a great quarterback for that system. I believe in the Cardinals. You know, I, I think they will be really? better than people are giving them credit for. Um, I, I think I, they're getting too much credit. I think they're getting too uh, much hype. I can see that. I think they'll surprise people really either way. They're all, be so bad at surprising or so good that's at surprising. That's a good point. That's a good uh, point. Would yeah, it depends start, on Kyler.
1: Would you start any players on the Cardinals besides David Johnson? Because David Johnson, you got to start.
0: Yep. Uh, I would start Kyler Murray. Um, okay. I think his rushing gives him a really high floor. Jeez, uh, oh, outside of that, you don't know. I think that's it. I think David Johnson. Yeah. Everybody else, you want to wait and see. You know, yep. uh, You don't know what they're going to do with wide receivers, with Larry Fitzgerald, you got Christian Kirk. Yeah, no, I'm on wait-and-see mode with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's um, talk about the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, Lions are quite a bit more established. Yeah. Stafford should have a good week. The Cardinals are atrocious on defense, and Patrick Peterson is suspended. So
1: I'm taking Stafford. I'm starting. If, if you're streaming mm-hmm. quarterbacks, Stafford's going to be a good week one.
0: Yeah, no, that's a solid option. Um, I think the only thing that could affect that... Is I am really high on Carryon Johnson this week. Me too. Um, He's going to lead the way. So my prediction is the Lions are going to get off. They're going to get off to a hot start. Mm. They're going to have a uh, comfortable lead, and then they're going to they're going to run down the clock. The Cardinals were so bad against running backs last week or uh, last season that I don't think they can stop him. Carryon's talented enough where he's just going to grind them down. He can run. He can catch. They're gonna operate through carry-on. He's gonna bleed him dry.
1: Yep. I Couldn't agree more. Lions versus Cardinals. Who are you picking? I think it's I think we both know. I'm picking Detroit Lions.
0: I'm taking the Cardinals. Oh I, uh, I want that exciting matchup. Wow. With the <laughs> That's my goal. If I can go to bed yeah. with that being my only accomplishment, oh, I'm my happy. Gosh. Uh, with the Lions, I do also want to point out Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay.
1: Yeah,
0: Galladay is the wide receiver one, by, by, by a pretty healthy margin. Margin, mm-hmm. but Marvin Jones is way more talented than people give credit for. People really are sleeping on him. A couple, I think, two years ago, he was a really he was a passable wide receiver one, wide receiver two sub weeks because he was so active with touchdowns. So I do last season he was way down. I think he'll have some positive regression to being. Maybe a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside.
1: Yeah, I can agree. Once he's kind of out of that spotlight, because that you know two two seasons ago, he said he kind of had a breakout year. All eyes were on him. Now he's kind of in the shadows, and he can just do what he does best. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like Marvin Jones. I wouldn't start him. I would start Galladay. Yeah, I would start Galladay. Marvin Jones is a good person to have on your bench.
0: Yeah, agreed. And the final matchup we have this week are Ooh. the New York Fighting Giants against the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is, this is going to be a fun,
0: fun game to
1: watch. With it's gonna be,
0: back? Yeah, oh. it's going to be interesting. This is always a way closer matchup than people expect. The Dallas Cowboys are so good right now. They have such a balanced team, and they're just so strong in so many areas. The Giants are not; <laughs> no, they are they, not that way.
1: They can run the ball, and the the two options on offense is running the ball or running the ball.
0: Yeah, and that's the way it should be. Uh, but for or whatever they reason, Daniel Jones, the but. Giants are—they always put up a fight against the Cowboys. So I think it will be battle of the running backs. Obviously, the game will run through Saquon, and it should run through Zeke. There's, yeah, There's been some talk about Zeke only playing about half the game, just as they reintroduce him off of his long vacation. Uh, I don't think that's the case. The NFL, you want to win. So if it's a close game, they're going to feed Zeke the rock. So if, if it's close, Zeke will get a lot more than that. I have Zeke as a top three option this week. I have no reason to be afraid of him. This is gonna be a great game. I yeah. I'll be curious to see how much they throw the ball. Honestly, they're gonna they're gonna play this game through the running backs. Evan Ingram will get a lot of targets. The Giants don't have much a wide receiver right now. Uh, Golden Tate suspended. Sterling Shepard has had hand injuries throughout preseason and training camp. Evan Ingram is gonna be their best receiver. Uh, both him and Saquon. So I expect a high target count for Evan Ingram. And with that much targets, there should be production associated with that as well. So, yeah,
1: I got I got Quan Barkley as the uh, running back two this week. Zeke, I actually have as a running back one this week. I think he's going to be the best running back this week. Evan Ingram as tight end two. So, yeah, no, I, I think those that's guys are all, all going to perform all yeah. must-starts.
0: And I think that's all we want to start on the Giants side. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not starting Eli. Uh, Daniel going, Jones, man. Daniel Jones, he's gonna be great. Start
1: Daniel Jones.
0: Uh, Dallas Cowboys, like I said earlier, is a really well balanced team. Um, you know, like I said, they will feed Zeke, but they also have really good receivers. I think Amari Cooper will get his. He is dealing with man. a with a shin injury, plantar fasciitis, I believe he's dealing with. So I think he will be a little hampered. And I think he's a little bit salty about his contract situation. Mm. seems like everyone else is getting the contracts in Dallas other than at Cooper. At least
1: negotiating for, yeah. Yeah, at
0: least <laughs> negotiating. So I think he's eager to prove himself. Um, yeah, I started Amari Cooper, locked and loaded. I have him as a wide receiver too this week. I think something people do need to pay attention to is Michael Gallup.
1: Exactly. I was going to bring him up if you didn't. I'm starting yeah. him too as
0: a flex. Wow, okay, so you're starting Gallup as a flex. You know, I, yeah. I can understand it. I think Gallup has a lot to prove this year. I think he's still a pretty raw talent, but I think Dak can, can get the most out of him. I think his, his play style fits in well with the team, and with Amari Cooper attracting the attention, I think Gallup has a real opportunity. And this is just a theory of mine, but I, I truly feel if Gallup goes off this year, then they're going to let Amari Cooper walk. Wow. Um, Yeah, no. Even with Cole Beasley leaving? Even with Cole Beasley leaving. Cooper wants to be a top-paid wide receiver, and if Gallup is able to be close to that at the rookie salary, then I think they're going to take that. I, I think
1: if Cooper performs the way I think he's going to, which you can listen to the wide receiver episode, then they're going to have to pay him the contract. I think that Cooper's going to be great this year. I think finally... He's going to be consistent. That's all I want from him. (laughs) I don't care if he drops 50 points a game. I just want him to be consistent so then we know what type of... Oh, man. I'd be fine with 25
0: over two weeks. That's that's okay with me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it should... Honestly, I'm expecting somewhat of a high-scoring game. These two matchups, these two teams when they face each other, it always is a shootout. And it might be foolish to project it that way just because that's what they always do. But... For the heck of it, why not? Should be a fun yeah. game. I'm excited to see it. Bitter rivals. We'll see it happen. Uh, and that concludes our our well, synopsis picking, of... Who are we picking, though?
1: Over Giants, oh, Cowboys? Oh, God.
0: I don't even care that much. Uh, Cowboys. <laughs> I think it's Cowboys yeah. by a lot. That's why I yeah. skipped right over it.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's true. Cowboys are going to win it.
0: Sorry, New York. You're having a, uh, a rough week with my projections.
1: It's, I mean, they're in a rough division, too. Yes, that'll it's be just, rough. It's tough. If they start Daniel Jones, though, you know maybe they got a maybe they got a shot. Yeah, let's end it there on Daniel Jones.
0: End it with Daniel Jones. And so
1: starting Daniel Jones,
0: Andrew. I think that concludes yeah. our our week one synopsis of yeah. the NFL. This was a very long episode. Thank you to everyone who listened the entire way. Please remember to subscribe and like us. Uh, Give us five-star reviews because we're friendly, and gosh darn it, we're trying. This is a long (laughs) one. Moving forward, we might break this down into two separate episodes.
1: It might be a two-parter, yeah. Yeah,
0: we're really excited for the season. We're excited to get better at this and help you guys get your teams to the spot you want them to. Yeah, exactly. What we want are BA championships, and it does not stand for badass. That stands for barely athletic, which I guess are interchangeable. Thank you all. Good luck week one. We will be back here to help you set your lineup for week two.
1: See you later.